Hey everyone, I am Amber Melody. Hello. Welcome to I Am, an experimental mixed media platform that is part photographic journal, part podcast. I am, among many other things, an Australian fashion and portrait photographer, and now rookie podcast host for The Modern Woman. Join us here every week for candid, relaxed conversations where we traverse our intimate and often complex thoughts on self-love, style, ambition, art, wisdom, and everything in between. These are interviews and accompanying portraits to evoke, empower, and inspire because we all have a story to tell. What's yours? At five foot two, today's guest has made her mark on the fashion industry with unique passion, punch, and personality. Zoe Elise's stellar modeling career has challenged many mainstream norms, so it felt pretty cool that before we sat down for this remotely recorded conversation where we discuss body diversity, representation, how she got into modeling, and the changing landscape of fashion, I photographed Zoe in her home in LA from my home in Byron Bay, Australia using some clunky Wi-Fi connections and the wonders of FaceTime. This is a new age, the rules are changing, and I, for one, am excited to start exploring the new frontier. So please make sure you visit the journal to see the photos we took as I welcome Zoe Elise to the stage that is I Am. Let's go. Hello, hello. 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 (laughs) It's not real life if there's no technical difficulties. Yeah, it's always like that oh my goodness well hi I could kind of hear shuffling in the background so I I thought the connection was somewhat there but you obviously couldn't hear me yeah I'm sorry I I literally was like hello hello (laughs) (laughs) no I just got a kitten today so I was talking to my kitten is it a boy or a girl it's a boy oh what have you called him we haven't named him yet. We I bounced a couple of names off my boyfriend and mm. he just didn't like any of them. And he was like, let's just wait and like see what he's like. So we're just kind of waiting. He was like, at least wait a couple hours because I'm just like, oh, like, let's name him Leonard. Let's name him Franklin. Let's name him Theodore. And they're he's like, let's just wait. Let's just wait. I um One, I like all of the names that you just said. <laughs> Me too. But two, I have two boys and the second one, I was like that for three days. I was like, oh, let's just feel out the name. And my husband was like, what? (laughs) On day three, he was like, um, we really need to name the baby. I was like, okay. I know. I just keep, I just keep saying kitten sleeping again or kittens playing again. I mean, kitten is not a bad name either. I know, but we, we have another, my roommates have a cat and his name is Roy. And so I'm like, I feel like we should have a cute name that go kind of goes with Roy. Yes. Roy is good. I don't know. You kind of want those like old curmudgeonly man names for for, like a cat, I reckon. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, I've had lots of cats and I've always just like picked a name and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. But now you have to like negotiate with your boyfriend to choose a name. So that just takes it to next level. Right. Has he, has he thrown any names into the mix? No. (laughs) 
interesting. Well, you need to like keep us up to date with how this uh, pans out. Oh, I will. The saga, the saga will continue. Well, hello and thank you and welcome. Hi. Um, I'm so sorry that it took a couple of days to get on this call. I know, same. Um, I'm so sorry. Appreciate. No, that's all right. It's like life is like that, hey, for both of us. Right. You think we're in lockdown, so you should have all the time in the world, but still. Right. It's life like, goes on even yeah. in lockdown. So things can be tricky. How was your camping adventure? It was great. It was a really fun time. Um, we went up to, we went like four hours up north. Um, and we just, we just did like one night and it was really fun. It was a good time. There was a little fire. I don't know. It was cute. Like along the coast road out of LA? Um, no, we went more in, in, in like into the desert. Okay. Cause there's, um, there's like BLM land up there. So the, the restrictions are less strict, I guess. We went up to a town called Bishop. Yeah, cool. I haven't really explored, like when we were there in September in LA, we drove up to San Francisco. We did the coast road, which is so beautiful. beautiful. And then, yeah, and we did go out to Palm Springs and previously I've been out um, to Joshua Tree. Okay. But yeah, there's so much that I haven't explored. Right. Bishop, I'm going to flag that as uh, somewhere to yeah, it's like to think about. It's like on, if you're basically, you're just like, it's like if you're going up to like Mammoth. Okay. Where there's like, it's like, it's a ski town. So that's kind of like what's up there in the winter. But during the summer, they've got like a lake. So there's like lake stuff to do. And Bishop's just like a town on the way. My brothers were actually born in Bishop. Ah, okay. Yeah, people raved about Mammoth. We went, um, wanted to go like do a day trip out of LA mm-hmm. um, in December to catch, see the snow, mm-hmm. which we did do. But people were saying Mammoth, but I think it sounded like it was a bigger trip. Yeah, Mammoth is definitely a bigger trip because it's like five hours up north. So yeah, and like, you would need to have um, you would need to have chains and stuff. Yeah, in the winter, um, most of the time, yes, unless it's if it's not like actively snowing, you don't really need them. Sorry, noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, and so. Your brothers were born in Bishop, but tell me about your childhood. Are you like an LA girl or what's your background? I'm actually from Arizona. Okay. So I always, I would always like joke with my mom. Like you had my brothers in California and I so badly wanted to be like a California girl. Like my mom was, because <laughs> she was born and raised in, um, in like the South Bay, which is like Torrance and Redondo beach in that area. Okay. So yeah. she was born and raised there. Um, and I so badly wanted to be like from California and she had me in Arizona. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> the outrage, I know I was like, mom, excuse you. By the way, I saw that photo of your mom and you on your Insta mm-hmm. and that is exceedingly cute. Thank you. <laughs> you look, you have the same smile. Mm. It's crazy. We've actually, as I've gotten older, I, cause when I was younger, I really didn't look much like her or my dad. Um, and then as I got older, we've just, we look so much more alike. It's insane. Yeah. I like that though. I think that's happening with me and my mom as well. Yeah. I can definitely see more similarity as my face I, ages. I feel like they always say like, you don't think that you're like your parents until you get older. And then mm. you're like, Oh my God, I'm exactly like my parents. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, maybe for some people that's not necessarily what they want. Right, but right. But yes, I think if you have, you know, a lovely mom, then that's a really right, nice. Right, exactly. Um, so you were born in Arizona. What took your mom, if she's a Cali girl, what took her to Arizona? She moved to Arizona by way of, so first, so when she was younger, she worked for what is now Bank of America. 
she started as a teller and then she just kind of like worked her way up. And then that brought her out to Arizona where she got a better job in the company. Um, and then she met my dad and then I was born. Aww. And then we had Zoe. Yep. And so you grew up in Arizona and like what age did you finally make it out to the Californian coast? I lived in Arizona until I was like, what birthday was it? I think it was my 17th birthday. I moved um, to Orange County. So okay. my mom got a new job at a different bank in California. She got a job in Orange County in Irvine. So we moved out to Dana Point when I was 17. So right in the middle of my junior year. Yeah. Right. That would have been a big change. Yeah, it was, it was, a, I, for so long, I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to live in California. California is where I'm supposed to be. And then when I finally lived in California, I was like, Oh, it was mm. just, it's just a weird change to like go through in high school, especially because you've yeah. already made like all your friends. And especially in like junior year for me, it was like my favorite teacher was my junior year. He was my English teacher and I loved him to death. And then like, I couldn't have him as a teacher and just like kind of and a little bit of like a culture shock. My, my family's pretty liberal and you know, all of that stuff. And I think Orange County has a little bit more of like a conservative culture. So yeah. when I moved um, to Orange County, it was just like, just a little bit more of like a culture shock. I was a vegetarian at the time. And like the people that I became friends with were like shocked that I was vegetarian and like, not to say that everybody in California or everyone in Orange County is conservative, but it was definitely like different because I was so used to like my friends and like the life that I had. And then mm. I finally got to California and I was, that's where I'd wanted to be like, wanted to be my whole life. And it was just like, not what I expected. <laughs> it's so interesting um, that it would be right at that sort of pinnacle age as well. That's a tricky, tricky age to make any big shift even if it's like towards what you think that the goal and goal that you right, want exactly just hard with friendships and how long do you think it took would you say to like really settle in it probably took me I don't know maybe a week to like start to like really figure it out and like make friends and like go through the motions and like have people that I could like eat lunch, eat lunch with and stuff like that. I mean, in my mind, I was like, I really, I don't want to be the girl that on my first day. Like I don't have any friends. So I eat lunch in the bathroom mm -hmm. and then I eat mm -hmm. lunch in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> As we all have. Yeah, exactly. Stage. So, um, and then after that, I made a couple friends in my French class and they, I'm still friends with one of them. We're still like great friends. He lives in Chicago now. Shout out Justin. Um, yeah, Hi, Justin. Um, he lives in Chicago now, but anytime he comes to California to see his family, he comes up to LA and we spend like, you know, a couple hours together and hang out. And so he's still one of my good friends. And he was actually probably the first person that talked to me. Sometimes I love those friendships that just, you know, instantaneously right. flourish and are forever. And it's like, how did we happen to be at that same place at yeah. the same time? And, you know, switching schools and then you have that yeah. for life. I, what were you like at school in general? I mean, I wasn't like popular by any means, but I also, I had, you know, kind of friends in every group and, but I took <laughs> like, I took like AP English and AP history. And I really, I still to this day really like English. If I wasn't modeling or in the fashion industry, I would probably have studied English literature in college. Yeah, right. And I probably would have done that instead of modeling. Well, that's a good segue into your modeling career and how that all came about. Um, I also saw that you have been in a short film. In oh yeah, that one. That one was really fun. Yeah. Is that something that you 
would like to start doing more of? Um, I think, yeah, I think I, I thought about it for a really long time and I was like, oh, I really like modeling. I don't know if I could ever go into acting. And then I just mm-hmm. like I met a couple of friends who were in that industry and they were like, you know what? You like you have a good personality. And I think that you like, I guess just from like, I don't really know. I don't know how they viewed me from their angle, but I had a couple people tell me like, you should really like try acting and go into acting. And then I was like, yeah, I like that idea. And then I kind of just didn't do anything with that. Um, and then just last year I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I want to do this. I started doing, um, these like horoscope videos for a company called dolls kill really fun because it was like I got a script and then there were some things I could like ad lib and I could try and throw in my own jokes here and there and that was fun and I did that for every single sign and I was like okay like this is pretty cool and then I got approached by my friend Hunter and he was like I think you'd be perfect for this I'd love to have you in it and so I was just like yeah let's do it so I think acting is something I would really like to get into it's something I was hoping to really start this year in 2020 and then everything's kind of been uh, derailed which is totally fine I think it'll happen when it happens it will happen at the right time for me and for my you know timeline but yeah it's definitely something that I'm like interested in I think it's interesting I think it goes a little bit in hand in hand with modeling where you get to be a different person and like do this like you know this different persona Um, And I really like the idea of just like being able to like tap into a character and learn about that character and then emote that character. Yeah, I think I I haven't... I, I remember when I was in primary school and I directed a play and I, and I had a sort of a role in that, but I never acted through high school and um, I've known a lot of actors and I think I ended up finding that really intimidating. So I've not really ever acted, but I still have that um, connection with, I don't know, wanting to experience life through different people's eyes. And I, and I can totally see the appeal. Right. I think acting, even so. when you're doing, like when you're directing, I feel like even more so you get to create this like, life and these characters and these people and you can base them off of the Mm. people that you already know I mean directing something that I like really admire I don't know how people do it (laughs) yeah that's a really big job but interestingly I feel like um this is as all my conversations seem to end up being very circular and we haven't even gotten to the modeling part yet, but um, our audience, hopefully uh, as they're listening to this, are also getting to see the images that we shot together, um, which was my very first FaceTime remote shoot and your, your second, Mm -hmm. if I remember uh, correctly. Yeah. So that was a pretty crazy um, take on, you know, photographer plus model. Um, And from my perspective, even just thinking about it ahead of doing our shoot, uh, I really had to sort of think of the role of photographer more like um, director of photography on right. a film set, you know, because the director of photography isn't necessarily the person sitting in front of the camera, but they have to have that vision and, it, and it's more of an aesthetic. And yeah, so it was a really interesting shift to not be the person right. holding the camera. And then, you know, for you, you were having to model, but also be the grip and be the, you know, person that was much more hands-on and technical. So that was such an interesting shift. And, um, yeah, I was actually amazed at what we were able to to do, but it was such a bizarre, you know, uh, experience. And yeah, I, I want to shoot more remote stuff just in that interestingly, it opens up 
an opportunity. The images obviously aren't the full res and everything that you would want to be working with typically, but it also means in terms of this concept of I am the podcast and the journal being something that I can interview people anywhere right. in the world, really. Um, and still meet my self-set criteria of I need to photograph right. that person as well as speak to them. I don't know. It's, it's a new world and it's kind of crazy, but it, do, it does bring in that sort of more directorial right. approach, I think. Because then it's like, you, like it's harder to, I think, especially with like the FaceTime shoots is um, like you have to kind of direct when I model. I'm, I'm so used to just like doing one pose after the other, after the other, after the other. And then, and then like, if photographer is like, Oh, that works, stay there. Then it's like, cool. Let me do that for a couple frames. And it's just like, you can, it's like, I feel like the communication's easier when you're like in person. So it's really interesting yeah. to like, just see like this shift of like having to shoot remote like that. But I do think it's a, it's a very cool, cool way to be able to like shoot. Cause you're in Australia. I'm in Los Angeles. It's a really cool way to shoot people that you normally probably wouldn't be able to shoot unless I was taking a trip or you were taking a trip. And, and the funny thing is, uh, for our audience who are listening, uh, Zoe and I actually yeah. tried to shoot a bunch of times when I was in LA, which is how it ended up that she was my first FaceTime remote um, model because uh, we just didn't manage to be in the mm -hmm. same place at the same time. Even if you, you know, you are in the same place, I mean, I probably will end up shooting someone, you know, in Australia right. here this way as well, just because circumstances make it um more effective or, or easier at certain times, or even just more of, um, like a playful mm -hmm. experiential sort of art form in a way. Okay. I do need to take you back to the original thing of how did you get into modeling? Um, and I wanted to also bring up the, the point that you're um, yeah. shorter than maybe a lot of models are, or yes. you're a petite model. Yes. If you wanted to talk about that and how that has impacted, um, your career and, but you want to start at the beginning. Yeah. That would be so awesome. So I basically started modeling um, it, while I was in college. I was living in Los Angeles at that point. Um, I'd done a couple of shoots here and there. I had friends who were photographers and it was something that I was interested in like early on when I was younger. And it was became painfully obvious when I was in high school that I was not going to get any taller. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll just... I'll just go to school for fashion because I'm still, I'm still interested in being in that industry. So yeah. Sorry. I'm how, five, how tall are you, sorry? five foot two. Foot. Okay. I don't, I don't know the centimeter conversion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm five foot okay. four. So a little bit taller, but I've always yeah. felt reasonably short and I wasn't trying to model. So I understand that. You, yeah. You are so I'm um, probably on the smallest end of modeling. Um, I think there, I think again, with like going into acting and stuff, it's much more acceptable to be shorter in acting. Cause there's characters that, you know, are that, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. so I went to college and then I halfway through college, I was like, you know what? I still really want to do that. I'm just going to like, I'm just going to put my feelers out and like, see what's out there. I was on Instagram already. I was shooting with a couple of photographers that I like, I just was friends with in Los Angeles. Um, and then at a certain point, I found this girl on Instagram and she was signed with this agency called M Model Management. And I looked at their board and they had, you know, such a variety of models. And they're like, they're a boutique agency. They're only in Los Angeles. Um, they had a smaller roster. So I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just like 
I'll just email them and see if, I'll, you know, I'll send them the photos I do have. Um, and then we'll just see what happens. So I did that. And then they were interested in meeting with me. So I went and met with them and they liked me and they were like, we think you're great. We think that you could work. So they signed me. That's so cool. I, I mean, from even as a photographer, and I understand there's runway and catwalk, and I understand the reason why a certain body type is used for a certain type right. of photography, but I completely don't understand it being an across the board thing because um, there are, you know, people come in all shapes and sizes. And, I, and I've been loving shooting with some mm -hmm. of the models from natural models who are more plus size. Um, so I think it's really exciting to see people just, you know, seeing the person for right. what they're capable of, regardless of some pre-described necessity right. to be a certain height. Um, and you have gone on to do some I did runway, one right? runway show. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I didn't one? do Prada. I just, I worked with um, Pat McGrath, who was the makeup artist that directed the makeup look. So I just did um, like a press ah. release with her for her, like for her new um, foundation. She's great. She's, she's amazing. Insane. She's also happens to just be such a genuinely like nice human. You just, you walk in, like, it's like those people that you like walk into a room and you just feel their energy. What an opportunity to work with someone like who is truly one of the current masters yeah, it was of makeup. Amazing. She was to die her personality just to die for. She was just a wonderful human and it was a really cool experience. I worked with a a couple models that were also with my agency. So, you know, I walked in and they were like, Oh, you're with Wilhelmina too. And I was like, Yeah. And they were like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I don't think oh, really? it was so much like as like, oh, that's bad. I think it was more just like oh, you're like, not exactly like us, which I think, uh, yeah. I think the industry is really opening up to different body yeah. types, different people. And I think a big part of that is personality. Like you can, you can be a pretty face and be tall and stuff, but when you're on set with a client and, you know, personality is more important. I think in the industry these, these days, people, you know, like when I go to castings, you know, they'll, you know, they just ask the most random questions and they just want to see how you, you know, take it and how you bounce off them. And just, and how you, I guess, in a way, because of, um, even without being an influencer, people who are on Instagram and being seen represent those right. companies that they work with, um, and so if you, you know, are playful and if you sort of work in with their brand, message and stuff like that I guess that's also right exactly I think these days I think I think the uh, the availability of social media and all of that stuff more people can see it basically there's a bigger audience and so it's not just like yeah. you know people who also are in the industry seeing stuff it's everybody well, seeing this and they want to see they want to see them represented yeah and I think previously um there wasn't I think one of the things I really love about the concept for I am, um, and I've got to remember because I keep forgetting to get people to do an introduction, um, is that we want to see behind the images. You know, you see beautiful images of people um, and it's great to sort of step behind that and also step mm -hmm. behind the gloss of Instagram and step behind. I, I do love um, I do love a beautiful aesthetic in an Instagram page, but I also love when you get to really see in people's mm -hmm. stories, just their regular life and who they actually are and personality. And I really feel like I get to see a lot of that, um, oh, thank with you. what you represent that. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause I think that authenticity is something that in tandem with 
somebody who can obviously do their job really well is like, that's mm-hmm. the combo, the killer combo that you want. You were with M Models and then how did you end up with Wilhelmina? Because they're obviously one of the leading modeling agencies in yes. the world um, so these I days. So I stayed with M for a couple of years and then um, I just, Wilhelmina just scouted me. I had a scout hit me up or I guess she dm'd me on instagram and she was like we're super interested in meeting with you we'd love to have you come in and it was kind of like a shell shot i didn't really think that that was like possible for me to be signed with a top agency like that is this real are you really a scout um, and then yeah so i i met with them and the director was she was great she i she was like i think you can work she kind of she noticed that i had like a like a sense of style i guess um and she was like mm. well we like we like you you seem to know a, a, about fashion and i think that was kind of like a selling point for her was like i knew brands that i wanted to work for and who i thought i would fit in with and she kind of i think respected that um, and then mm. from there, it just, it just happened. And I think it's coming on four years with them. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And, uh, you've shot yes. with KKW Beauty, which is a pretty, um, in this day and age, for whatever reason, they would have to be one of the biggest, um, brands in terms of right. influence. You know, it's so interesting to see a brand like that based on celebrity end up being so mega in comparison to all these fashion houses, um, beauty right. brands like Chanel beauty. But in 2020 KKW beauty yep. is a pretty big player has, did that make, um, have much of an impact on your other work or working on a campaign like that? Does it follow through to other I think stuff? I guess in some say. terms, yes. And I think other terms, no, I think beauty's, um, Beauty is a pretty easy market for me to be in because even though I'm shorter, you can't tell because it's just my face. Um, And it's kind of funny if you're like behind the scenes, it's like, you know, it's these two other girls and then it's me and I'm standing on two Apple boxes. (laughs) Um, But I think it, it, I think it definitely um, helped me get more notoriety in like on social media and stuff like that you know friends were seeing like my pictures on kkw's instagram and they were like oh my gosh i know her and so that was kind of cool and but um i think i think it eventually led into me doing other beauty campaigns and bigger beauty campaigns um but i think in some ways it also didn't do anything crazy well, yeah, mm. yeah. I I think maybe it's just that thing that people perceive it to be one thing, um, but whether it actually, yeah, like actually has that much impact right. or not, that's another question, I guess. It's interesting. What would you say has been the campaign um, that you've shot that's had the most impact? Um, um, for me for personally, personally, the I think it was my shoot that I did for All Saints, and I did that in. Yeah, those are I, yeah, they're beautiful photos. Just a great experience. I, the whole set was just so fun. The models were great. I'm still friends with some of the models that were on set that day, and I met everyone. I still have makeup artist friends that I'm still friends with, and stylists and creative directors and that kind of stuff. So, um, and I even I even have worked with that the photographer that shot that multiple other times. Just like happened to work with him again um but that shoot was definitely like the shoot that I kind of like I think I guess would say like kind of skyrocketed my career and my um my confidence in my career 
Like it was, it was one of those shoes. Yes. Interesting. Oh, holy crap. Like this is a huge brand and this is a brand that I guess essentially wouldn't use someone shorter because that I think they're, you know, they're considered a little bit higher fashion. Not there. I mean, no, it's not Chanel or anything like that, but it was the first brand that I worked with that was like not fast fashion basically is what I'm trying yeah. to say. So, and that was really cool. And then, you know, then I was seeing, then I was seeing my face in stores and that was crazy. That was insane. And I, that was, <laughs> that was the first shoot that really like, that was the first shoot that I like ever got recognized out on the street for like, that was the shoot for me. Yeah. That was a really That's cool so shoot. cool. Is there a brand that you would really love to work with? I would now that you still have love to work with YSL. YSL is kind of like mm. my peak that if I book that I'm just like okay I don't even have to do anything anymore that's not even just like <laughs> that's like personally that's just like my pinnacle of like that would just be what's one of my favorite brands it would just be or, you know or even like Gucci I would love to work for Gucci I just I yeah doing some Gucci yeah, beauty I just stuff love would be cool the creativity and the design and just kind of like the the whimsical the whimsy I love that the big flagship mm-hmm. store on um, it's so cool. is so cool. It would just that would be also be like a yeah. dream client. And so, interestingly, I feel like LA always had this reputation of being um, more catalog girl, but it's felt like it's shifted in the last few years, and a lot more high fashion stuff is coming out of LA and being brought to LA, but still a lot of that YSL, like Gucci, you know, it would be going to Europe. Have you considered going over there for a season um, in terms of career trajectory and ambition and things like, do you think that you will consider Europe as a, as a sort of I would love to. I, I did, um, I did like a small residency in London. Um, I worked for ASOS Mm -hmm. for the ASOS petite line. Um, and that was really fun. That was a great time. But I, I think I would mean, I would love to go to Europe and I'd love to model in Europe, but I think Europe's standards are a little bit more traditional with their sizing and the tall, like they're all tall and that's totally respectable and that's totally fine. I think LA is, is really emerging as a main fashion hub beyond catalog, which is, you know, it was perceived as that for a really long time and it still is still is a lot of commercial and catalog and that kind of stuff um but I do think that you know I think along with what I said there's so many different types of people in Los Angeles like I think LA probably has the best street casting like there's so many different types of people here and I'm like the worst in LA because I just every time I go into a bookstore I'm like oh no exactly I there's photograph just... that person that is sitting over there and I'm like you know trying to work right. out Amber can you approach them and not be a weirdo or like and sometimes I'm like okay it's just too random and so often I just go why not like and end up just you know walking over to somebody yeah. and giving them my Instagram <laughs> um and then we connect from there and shoot but uh yeah there is you know, I feel like where I live in Australia, we have like a really eclectic range of personalities mm-hmm. come and spend a lot of time here. And so I, I felt that was a nice common thread yeah. in LA that, you know, Definitely. you have a lot of diversity. Yeah. And I think 
while I understand that in Europe there is um, much more of a classic um, approach, I also think social media has disrupted that to a great deal. And I love that in a way LA mm-hmm. is kind of playing by its own rules and that works really well in a lot of ways because then you can, as you're saying, through personality, you know, um, gather interest. And I love that your you know, scout from Wilhelmina loved your perspective and your personality in terms of her vision mm-hmm. for being able to see you working as a non-traditional model. Um, yeah, so I, I kind of like, in a way, I feel like LA is spearheading a lot of that and hopefully maybe even with the disruption that COVID has sort of wrought through the industry, um, that will shift some of that right. for the European uh, yeah, market I, as well. I mean, I hope so. I would, like, I would love to work in Europe. It would be, you know, a dream come true. Um, but I also, you know, I think when I first started modeling, that was like, I was like, oh, if I make it to Europe, then I'm like done. That's like the best part. That's the best I can do. And I've, as I've worked more and, you know, grown up and, you know, I've reached my mid twenties and, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, you know, there's other things that like, I think would be a pinnacle for me. I, you know, I would love, I really love modeling and it's something I want to keep doing, but I do think like acting is kind of like, it took me a while to figure out like, okay, like what's going to be my next step. And I think for me, acting is maybe my next step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're in the right place. Yeah. I mean, I would still love to go to Europe and model. That would be insane. That would be so cool. I visited, I vacationed in Paris and Italy and it's just beautiful. I would love to be working out there, but I also, I feel like I'd be so homesick. (laughs) There's like, I really Mm. commend the girls that, you know, just spend most of their lives in different countries. It's just like, ugh, I just love like being in my bed and like being with my friends. I just like would miss it so much. I think I would just be like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. You've got to know yourself as well. I think, you know, people, you know, it might look glamorous, but I think a lot of that is just really, really hard. And it's a lot mm-hmm. of like model share houses and, and people, you know, just living off the yeah. smell of an oily rag. And so, yeah, when you're in the sunshine in LA versus, you know, right. the rain through Milan um, winter, then, you know, you're probably on a but good But I thing think those are all definitely you know, like world experiences that I'd love to have. One of my questions was where you see yourself in five years. And I guess we've touched on sort of career stuff, but personally, like what, what would you hope like, do you foresee yourself getting married or having kids or would you like, what do you think? the next five years I looks think like for to me you, personally, personally I would love to buy a house that's kind of like and in LA that's mm. a really hard goal to have <laughs> um but it was something that yeah. I you know I would love to I've saved a little bit of money and I would love to just keep saving money and eventually like have a house of my own marriage maybe that's I mean I have my boyfriend now we live together um but I also, you know, for a long time, I was like, oh, I have to be married. I'm going to have to get married. Like, that's going to have to be a thing. But um, I think as I've gotten older, I'm kind of just more open to just if I'm in a relationship and the relationship's working fine, maybe we don't have to get married. I would I mean, I would love yeah. to have a beautiful wedding. I just would love to be in a friggin' cute ass dress. Really? I would just love to be in a dress. <laughs> um, 
but it's not something it was something that was really important to me when I was younger. And I think as I've gotten older, I'm just like more open, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen and I'm in a happy and committed relationship, then that's great too. I mean, yeah. I'd love to have kids as well. I think when I, when I was younger as well, I was like, Oh, I'm going to have, I have to have kids. And I think as I've gotten older, I've, just been more open to like oh you know maybe I could adopt a child maybe do you know just things that you learn with age like oh like this is this is a possibility for me um so I think yeah when you're actually experiencing it and you realize you know I think it's one thing of um maybe what's being modeled around you in terms of your parents or relationships and then when you're actually feeling it out in real life for yourself and you go I don't I don't think right. what I thought is my main priority. Like I actually thought that I would right. purposefully never get married um, because uh, I didn't see it as a necessity or, or I, and if anything, I was a, not scared of it, but I, um, mm-hmm. my parents had separated when I was two and my husband's parents had separated when he was two. And I yeah. think both of us were like, it's a farce <laughs> in, on some level. Um, and then, you know, circumstances ended up, that it made sense to get married. Um, And I feel like that was totally not what I never imagined the dress or any wedding related things growing up. It just wasn't on my radar. And I actually got married when I was 20. So I was super young when I did get married. Um, Yeah. So yeah. And it's been like hard, but it also, it pushes you through the super hard periods of your life, I think in a way that maybe the, you know, a different commitment wouldn't, but then at the same time, you know, it's, I certainly don't prescribe to it being the be all and end all because relationships right. should be because you're in love with somebody and you want to be with them, not because right. you made a decision X amount of years ago. And yeah, that's a big one. I think it's interesting what people's um, um, childhood visions of what their life will look like versus their adult vision. Yeah, it's definitely you know, it's a nice is. Thing to and I, I do, I think, you know, in five years, I would just like to be stable. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly stable right now. I live in a house that I love. I have roommates and stuff, but I think in five years, I'd love to just have my own house. Maybe have a couple of dogs. Yeah. See, I nearly, when we were talking about your kitten, I was like, oh no, I, I mean, she's not a dog person. I pictured you being a good dog person as well. And uh, I'm, I have a great dog, but I also love cats, mm-hmm. but I haven't had a cat since I was a kid. Um, yeah. I, so I like these cats. Yeah. I've always, is, when I was growing up, I've always had, we've always had at least two dogs and at least two cats always. So I've always had nice. dogs and cats and I love both so much. Um, yeah. I mean, cats are just, I don't know. I love both so much, so equally, but I think cats are just easier <laughs> personally because I do travel quite a bit. Um, so it's just easier to have, yeah. you know, it's a bit, it's like a baby. A dog is a big commitment. Like, Yeah. I, I totally got my first dog out of the first dog out of home. Yeah. Was basically a trial baby. A human, to like, make like, sure I could like keep a human baby alive. with a tail. <laughs> And you have to take it walk. You yeah. have to take it on walks yeah. a lot. <laughs> Going back to your style, how would you describe your style? The images that we shot together that everyone will get to see um, sees you with this awesome yeah. <laughs> uh, sushi orange hair. Thank you. Um, which I absolutely love. Um, What's well, kind of pinkish, orangey 
It's super nice. I loved it, um, which is an exciting part of yeah. shooting with you, getting to shoot you with this gorgeous hair. Uh, but yeah, how would you actually describe think, your own personal style? I think, I don't even know. I think I would describe it as eclectic in a way that it's not, it's not like crazy out there, but it's, I have so many different types of clothing that I like to wear. Like some days I really like to wear like, you know, bright neon stuff and, you know, kind of crazy, like out there stuff. And then some days I really like to go super classic, but I think the most that I like the, what I wear the most is just super classic blue jeans and a tank top. That's just like my uniform. I love to wear that. So I think I would probably describe my personal style as eclectic with a, with a hint of classic. Nice. I like that. Um, and last few questions is, is there, if you were to, um, and it could be something relevant just to being in lockdown because, um, you are yep. still in lockdown in LA as far as I know. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, my what mom is missing in your life right now. I miss my mom so much. She, <laughs> we, we live in a three bedroom and she rents out the third bedroom. So I'm used to seeing her at least oh. once a month. Yeah, she lives in Minnesota, so kind of far, kind of, you know, on the opposite end of the country. Um, But she comes to L.A. once a month. She still has her dad out here, so my grandpa's out here, so she still has family out here. So I'm so used to seeing her, like, with, like, a month interval. Like, I see her at least every four weeks, and so I haven't seen her since February. And so that's like a long time for me. It's just like, and she, we had these plans. We, she was going to come to LA and we were going to, we love Disneyland so much. We are like Disneyland people. (laughs) She's just Disney people. She loves it. It's so Oh my God, I'm such a Disney Uh, person. So we had this whole plan. She was going to come to LA at the end of March and she was going to bring her best friend from Minnesota who's never been to Disneyland. And so we were going to do this big trip. We were going to do multiple days at Disneyland. And then we, Disneyland closed down. I mean, that the whole Disney closing down is some crazy shit. This is the longest they've ever been closed down. Yeah. Yeah. I I was reading an article in the LA Times and they were saying, you know, it's been apart from the day after 9-11 and um, Mm -hmm. weather events or, or, you know, and things like that. It hasn't shut down for more than two days since 1950, whatever, when it opened. So... Yes. Talk about yeah, cultural. Yeah, it's crazy. And then um, once I shifts. once it opens back, then you know we it comes into the capacity gets probably cut in half or more. Mm-hmm. I would assume masks, and then mm-hmm. I would also assume as if their lines aren't long enough, longer lines because social distancing. Yeah, yeah. And just the need to like actually right. clean rides and all the practicalities of that. But um, I'm totally like, yeah, I I love Disneyland. I love the um, just that it, everything is so perfectly created in a yeah. it's just an alternate universe <laughs> you know they hide all of the behind the scenes props and all the things that you know take you out of it. you know it's fake but when you can't see all it's of that so stuff magical. you're just in like the perfect little bubble <laughs> yeah uh, that's such a nice thing to share with your mom my mom has uh my mom hasn't actually been to the states okay. and uh, my brother is in LA now as well so hopefully once all of this shifts she'll be able to come out um and and visit him and hopefully I can get back sometime soon. And yeah, yeah. I would love, she's not a rides person, but 
totally. It Disney, would still be pretty fun, I think, Disney to go is like, it's so to much Disney with your mom. More of just like the experience of being there and like, you know, I, even if it's, you know, crazy hot and there's so many people, it's just a, just a fun place. The, just the atmosphere is so fun and everyone's having a good time. And like, it's just, it is crazy just like how much behind the scenes goes into it. If you look closely next time you go, whenever you go, they have cats all over, like not all over the park, but, um, in like downtown Disney and like, in like kind of like off areas, they have a bunch of cats and they have, so that's just a bunch of like feral cats. Yeah. Like wild. And I think they, um, they kind of control the cats during the day. Um, but then once it's, once it's nighttime and the parks are closed, um, they have the cats as kind of like, um, like mouse control. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, okay. That's my, uh, I my think new there's goal. an Instagram called like cats of cat. Disneyland. Oh, sorry. We just, I just keep directing totally the conversation to cats. But yeah, there's just so many like fun little like tidbits about Disneyland. Like the fact that there's a basketball court in the top of the Matterhorn. Really? Yeah, I think what? it was like the, empo- the it's like for employees on their breaks and stuff. Honestly, that might even be f- not true, no but way. I've heard so many people say it that I'm like, it's got to be true. I think, <laughs> you know what? I change my mind. My pinnacle of my career would be able to be in Club 33. Yes, yes, yes. So Club um, 33 is, um, describe what uh, that is, it's kind of like a member, it's a members only club in Disneyland in um, New Orleans Square near like Pirates of the Caribbean. And it's basically for celebrities and stuff like that, or people who just have a lot of money you pay uh, a yearly fee and it's not cheap but you get access to club 33 which is um just like a private dining area you can have drinks you can have food you can bring in guests if you want to um it's just kind of like the like exclusive club of disneyland's members only I saw the doorway um, entrance when I was yeah. there uh, in October, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I've heard the rumors. Um, it would be yes, but so that would be super cool. cool. <laughs> well, I like that we all have this uh, shared thing to look forward to. In the hopefully, once um, life can exactly. return to enough normality, that we can go to Disneyland to wrap things up. Um, can I just point out to you that I have like terrible PMT and. <laughs> I've got a cold and I woke up feeling really shit this morning and I had a headache just before um, I came down to start recording and I miraculously feel like really good right now. (laughs) So you've like completely healed me, which is awesome. I'm like so impressed. (laughs) Thank you. you. It's totally working for me. That's the best compliment I've ever Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's so the truth. I was like, oh, shit. How am I going to do this with, like, roaring hey. teeth? But it's 100% gone, which is <laughs> it was you're like Disneyland a magic talk. little fairy dust. I love it. Um, <clears throat> now, because I'm really shit at, like, coordinating my own podcast, but, but also because it's under yeah. the realm of being an experiment, <laughs> experimental mixed media platform, um, I'm going to ask you okay. to introduce yourself at the very end of the podcast. I sort of introduced that idea to you about um, coming from the position of I am and and talking about yourself um, and who you actually feel like you are. Because we obviously know Zoe as this beautiful you. sprite of a model 
and um, gorgeous personality. But yeah, I know we've touched on so many things and I'm going to have to, you know, have a little addendum uh, as Disney lover, but Yes, I need to start asking this question <laughs> early on, but I so love just diving into a conversation as well. I've got to, t- I've got to work out how yeah, I actually got to this earlier in the conversation, but I'm going to let you take it away and, um, okay, introduce yourself, sorry. Okay. But the I am um, I am <laughs> Zoe Elise. I am a petite model, regular model, cat lover, Disney lover. Um, yeah, I think, um, (laughs) I think I'm complicated in a good way. I think there's layers, layers to to who I really am. And I think even now I'm still figuring those out. Um, but I think overall I would consider myself, I don't even, um, oh, this is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I have to say complicated in a good way is like the best yeah. line ever. And I'm like, I want to steal that if anyone ever asks me. Right. Like, that is complicated kind in of a what good we way. all want to be, right? I think maybe there's some complications in bad ways, yes. but not, not like bad, bad, just like I'm a little bit sassy. I'm a little, I'm a little bit sassy. My boyfriend yeah. will Okay, sassy is good. Um, but I think <laughs> overall I am just content and happy to live life a day at a time yeah i love it that's awesome well just what else could we figure want it out life? as it comes i think there's good days there's bad days and you just you take them with stride and figure it out i one of my questions on my little list here is what is the best advice you've been given or the best advice you could give um and yeah. I like that figuring it out just as things come um, sort of ideology in that. What do you have? Do you have some good advice, Zoe, or have you been given some I amazing think advice? The best advice that you would like to I share? have been given is again, just take everything a day at a time. Don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take everything so seriously. You know, life can be complicated and hard sometimes, but it's supposed to be fun as well you know like take enjoy the small things Mm. like the little things that happen in your day that you know make you smile even if it's not a big thing and you you know you still kind of just had like a shit day but you know there was like you saw a dog on the street or you saw one of your friends or you got some good news you know I think there's always a silver lining in a bad day that is so true and if you are having a bad day, going right. for a walk, because if you can see that dog that makes you smile, that can totally be the thing. Like that 100% for me is yeah. um, a, a game changer, seeing cute dogs, which are also, I have to say, everyone that is listening uh, who maybe hasn't been following me on Instagram and, and other platforms prior to me starting this podcast, they may not realize how much I, <laughs> for whatever reason, love LA at the moment. Um, but I'm like, just super into it and I'm obviously back in Australia now but one thing I love about LA is the dogs in cafes the dogs just everywhere it's every they're everywhere it's It's so cool like seriously the coolest they're everywhere yeah um and you just yeah people are totally into their dogs in California I don't know if that's like right across the states um but that was it almost was like sealed the deal when I was like I'm liking it here and then I was like but the dog situation so good 
this is brilliant. And because mm-hmm. I didn't have my dog, which I was obviously missing him like crazy when I was over there. So I would just like be there, yeah. you know, in, in yep. the cafe going over and talking to everybody's dogs. <laughs> Um, well, thank, thank you so you. much. I'm so pleased that we got to have this conversation and I'm, I'm just, thank you so much for, um, doing my thank very you. first, um, FaceTime shoot with me. And, um, that was yeah, super was cool. Really and I love what we created together and I would l- thank you. Um, and yeah, obviously would love to shoot with Let's you when I it. get I'm ready. back to LA, whenever that might be. <laughs> Good. And what, um, if you would like people to check you out on Instagram or on any other platform, um, would you like um, to? Okay. My Instagram is Lease. It's really long. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's Lease for anybody that's interested in following or looking. I, uh, you can find <laughs> me on Instagram. I have a TikTok, but don't look at that. There's really nothing really? interesting I on it. I swear there's nothing that. interesting, but I, I'm going to get there. I'm going to, I'm going to make cool videos. I swear. <laughs> okay. okay. I'll follow they'll you for the, for the promise of cool videos, videos to come. Of kitten. Yes. Uh, do you know what? I actually did start a TikTok, and so far it only has my dog on there. And I ended up making <laughs> the account name in his name. That's a good way. That's exactly. Good and because of the quarantine, I'm like, oh, but you know, TikTok. there's different ways to do things. My roommate loves it. And he just, was like you should make one you should make one and I was like I don't want to and then I finally was like okay fine so I made one but yeah I'm more active on Instagram um but you can find me on Instagram at Lease. and that's kind of my only social media um and I might have I been saying your name wrong it, in honestly, that you use Zoe not Zoe it's not like a big thing for me it's I just that's okay. how I like introduce <laughs> myself but it's not I go by both both is perfect what does what my does your mom, mom say? My mom says both. She named me after my great grandma, okay. whose middle name was Zoe, but she calls me Zoe all the time. So oh, that's so cool. I respond to both. <laughs> and weirdly, I don't know if you've had a chance to to listen to episode one of the podcast yet, but my first um, guest was a model called Chloe Bell. That's and when I was realizing so that you were going to be um, guest number two, <laughs> I was like, it's so weird. Like Chloe Bell and that's Zoe Bell. So, I'm like, that's actually just too weird. So People crazy. Are I, I'm making this shit up. Couldn't have, that's, more, that's more perfect than anything I could have imagined. Oh, good. I, I like that you're seeing it as a positive. I was like, it's yeah, just weird. That's really cool. I mean, that's just meant to be, clearly. I'm going to have to look her up. <laughs> Yes, you should do that. <laughs> well, have a, have a listen to episode one of I Am The Podcast. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank and um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And I hope you get let loose uh, soon. Right now we're do in you the know what the timeline is for you guys now? opening up, which is um, now, mm. I guess, all non-essential businesses, but some non-essential businesses can open up for curbside delivery. And then... I don't really know. I I think that's just kind of like the beginning right now. And then I think um, some counties in Los Angeles or in California can petition to basically open up dine-in services and stuff like that. So I think it's just kind of like county by county, case by case. Mm -hmm. We're kind of figuring it out. I think, I mean, I'm in no rush to like, I would love to eat out at my favorite restaurants, but I also am in no rush to do that. I just want to make sure that you know, I'm safe and other people are safe and yes. be responsible about Good. that. Yes, that's absolutely Thank you. You the too. way forward. Well, please do stay safe. Yes, hopefully I'll see you in LA soon. Please visit www.ambermelody.com forward slash I am 
to see the portraits from today's show. I Am is hosted and produced by me, Amber Melody, and you can talk directly to me on Instagram at Amber Melody. That is A-M-B-E-R-M-E-L-O-D-Y. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to I Am The Podcast if you enjoyed today's show. See you next week.